What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to another episode of Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's going on? What's up, team? So we are back for another fun-filled interview. We're excited to have you back, man. Uh, For those that missed round one, (laughs) you want to introduce yourself to everyone who's going to listen to round two? The sink blender, bro. (laughs) I'm Angelo. That's my real name, but you can call me Edlo, obviously. Angelo Edlo Marinelli is my real name, so I like to go by my middle name. Um, Yeah, like I said, thanks so much for having me. It's really just a pleasure to be here. Yeah, for sure. Do you remember our first conversation when you were talking about the sink blender? Um, the honestly, disposal? yeah, the the garbage disposal, <laughs> like the like. I, I was mean, listening to it so earlier today. I'm like, this is awesome. Dude, I, I think that's the best part about video podcasts, you know, and why I was so excited to come back mm-hmm. on yours specifically because, you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there, but I think you guys do a great job with not only your vision. Um, but execution as well oh, was really good. Thank Thanks, you. man. Yeah, absolutely. So we talked about over a year ago at this point, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And <clears throat> you kind of blew up, and I think it's because of us, for sure. Oh, 100%. <laughs> but, like, at that time, a year ago, you were – what were you doing a year ago? And kind of talk us through what's been going on recently with you. Well, um, my main thought was I have to work – with some hella great people you know i gotta really put myself out there you know i know a couple of doors will slam in my face mm-hmm. but you know i was ready for it um you know obviously running the hurdle sound lab is my main bread and butter and i i love working with together with artists mm-hmm. so it just was about expanding uh personally as well as uh you know business wise as well yeah. so. so can you talk about the hurdle sound lab and actually we said your name, but what you do? Like, what is your what is Edlo known for? Tough question, but that is a tough question because you're so humble. You're an artist. Thanks, man. You're you really, really are, and you are one of the most humble people I've ever met in my life. We we go back years, and every single time I see you, you're like, dude, I just I'm just me, and it's awesome, and that's why I love you so much <laughs> because you're just like such a humble dude, but. You have to talk about it because you are a very successful artist at this point. Thank you, man. Well, I run the Hurdle Sound Lab. Um, you know, I am a composer, producer, uh, songwriter. I love helping out people. Mm-hmm. You know, I love being of service musically to people, whether it's, you know, recording or mixing and mastering or, you know, providing instrumentals. Playlisting is what I actually just started doing for clients. So, like, you can reach out to me and 
I have a database of like 500 different uh, Spotify curators. So like I'll spend like 15 hours a day on my phone sending out submissions to um, curators that will send me back mm. uh, approvals for like my clients, myself. And I realized that Spotify playlisting is the best way to hit organic streaming as well as promoting yourself, you know, because there's a lot of uh, phony type uh, services in the industry. Mm. And as an artist, you, you got to be very careful on like what you do and what you spend your money on. Um, you know, so I just try and uh, guide people. You know, I've been doing music for like 10 years. Um, you know, I figured I would go under my middle name uh, because it was actually the name that I was supposed to be named when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And my mom was like, absolutely not. Like, that's not going to be your name. And it's actually my grandfather's name as well. So I kind of use it as tribute uh, back to my grandfather that I didn't know. And I think it is definitely, um, you know, kind of how I run my project is kind of, uh, you know, more of what meets the eye, mm -hmm. you know, uh, being able to kind of fill the gaps and, uh, yeah, man, I just appreciate the, you know, kind words yeah. and good vibes yeah, have, having me here. Like I said, so yeah, I mean, you you just talked on how there's a lot of kind of like <clears throat> fake people out in the industry, like people that try to help other clients that just don't have their best interests in mind. Right. So how how do you try to navigate that and say I'm not like that? Like you can. How do you get people to trust you? It's got to be such a hard thing in the industry. Yeah, like not only trust, but how do you filter? Well, those that's actually like two different questions. So, um, well, I guess the way that I filter them out is you have to kind of ask very specific questions. Mm -hmm. Like, how long do you want to run this for? You know, you kind of tell them your process. A lot of my um, clients or my business are just referrals, mm. you know? So it's like, it literally will trickle down of like groups of groups of groups of groups of groups. And then I'll, I'll have worked with one or two people and that'll be, oh, hook, go to Angelo. Mm. Like he'll, I always like to go above and beyond for people, you know? So whether that be like giving them an extra week and a half, um, which is pretty much just like five to 10 approved playlists with their song in it. So I'll always try and like, give a little bit extra, mm. you know, as far as my sh sessions go and, um, you know, giving away the music, you know, I always make sure that, you know, it's high quality and that people are really like psyched. You know, I've clearly had some bad sessions where people like, I'm going to send people to the sound lab and I'm like, bring them, like, yeah, right. we're bring them down. Like I've got nothing to hide, you know, yeah, I'm Italian. I'll yeah. Like, it's not even that, <laughs> like, you know, I, I, I've got nothing to hide, man. Right, you yeah. know, I I put my music out there. I put my life out there. Like, you know, when I post on Instagram, that's me. Like, mm -hmm. I don't I don't bullshit when it comes to you know music. You know, I I keep it very. You know, if you don't like me, that's like your own problem. Yeah. Like, you know, that's fine. Like, yeah. so I just try and um, I just really try and help people. So mostly know? by referrals. Yeah. Lately. It's it's mainly been referrals and Instagram. Yeah, Instagram is pretty much popping off um, after the verification. Well, that, that's what I'm going to look up right now because, well, how many followers do you have right now? I mean, uh, followers don't matter. Dude. They don't. They don't. And verification doesn't matter. I don't even know what verification is. Like, <laughs> what 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 is the blue check mark? Like, 
what nothing you know like but unfortunately in our world for people that are collaborating it does it, kind of it, matter it, well i would say if you're pitching yourself you know um and you're trying to play shows and you're trying to tour and and really work together with people you can work together with other mm-hmm. blue check marks right. i mean what does that mean you can still work together with people if you're not on a blue check mark it's just a process of finding and filtering out the ones that you want to work with. I just find it funny because you got a blue check mark and we're all friends. Yeah. And we have like four followers. It, it really, <laughs> well, you guys kill it yeah, as we're, far we're as. We're not check marked and he worked with us. So but you guys are check marked <laughs> on um, YouTube, I'm pretty sure. And your YouTube subscribers have been yeah, rising like crazy, honestly. So I keep up on that for sure. And I really appreciate you. Um, inquiring me for some of the podcast music that you use yeah. um, because I just I just loved kind of making those tunes for you guys mm-hmm. and um, that was a blast that was so much fun <clears throat> seeing the final product of that really is why I do a, a lot of this music um, speaking on that that was a so Derek is like we have to we have to do this and I was like I don't okay like what like I have no opinion like <laughs> obviously he knows what he's doing like rock and roll like let's do it <laughs> so we got the first you, you basically sent like drafts yeah and you're like what do you guys think and then you were like listen to these when you drive it's probably going to sound better in the car <laughs> and i'm like everything sounds better in the car so like it does, abs- though. absolutely well, so <laughs> i i was driving to the grocery store and i'm listening to there was four total two on the way there two on the way back and it was like the second or third one that was like our favorite yeah. and i blasted them and i'm sitting there and i didn't realize you were talking about vision. You were talking about your vision as like a like a composer, right. and it like it oddly came through the music. And I'm like, oh, this is like this is his vibe. Like this is the way he makes music. This is what he's into. And you can like you understand that. But it it was interesting because I met you before hearing your music. You knew what his music sounded like, and I had no clue. So from a complete stranger and outsider, I'm like, he would make this. Like that actually fits. That makes sense. Thank you. And it was. I mean, they were all bangers, and I'm just like, well, how the hell do we pick one when we're giving <laughs> yeah, four? Right. And I felt like every woman's comment was coming to fruition of men can't make a decision. I'm like, they're not wrong, because I, <laughs> I kind of want to use elements from all four of these. Like, can is that even a thing? And then it got even weirder, because you're like, yeah, dude, we can do that. Like, I could take this, this, and this. I'm like, oh, no, don't don't go down the rabbit hole. You're like, yeah, because that's going to add, like, Yo. 34 more hours. And I'm like, it's going to sound sick, though. It was it was a really Thank cool you, experience. Thank you. It was really neat. Thank you. Um, I, I'm that that's probably best case scenario. You know, like that's what I that's what I work so hard for. Why I spend so many hours like behind the scenes. Why I stay up so late. Why I love doing what I do. Honestly, um, you know, a lot of people take a lot of different routes in music. They, you know, they they want to be the lead singer. They want to play the shows. They want to be the composer. They want to be in the back. You know, it's finding that balance between running a business and being able to have a job off of something you love Mm -hmm. and being able to work and provide that type of service Mm -hmm. for everybody. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like being able to do that for you guys and was, was like an F yeah situation situation. Cause I was like, I know these guys, I know what these guys are about. And it's, it's really about picking up on people's personalities because I can create songs based on personality, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're a pretty hard tattooed, I have no tattoos, by the way. Like I probably will never get any. Um, 
I'll keep it that way. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you're you know really rugged, I can pretty much pick up on what kind of feel you're going for. If you're like really nerdy, or if you're like you know, so I I kind of that's um, what I feel um, is like you know what I'm really tapped into. Sure. You know, just being able to you know like know Derek and be like, oh like. These are what genres Derek likes, right. you know, and just um, yeah, jazz with a side of sauce, yeah, oh, you yeah. know, whiskey with a side <laughs> of whiskey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you right. know what I mean? <laughs> so it's it's just about knowing and and being able to feel it out and 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 being honest with yourself and whoever you're creating for or with and being like, hey, because there's been a lot of times where I've led people in the direction that they're at, mm-hmm. and of course I don't get, I'm not looking for credit on it, you know, but I a lot of people that'll come to the sound lab. I'll I'll guide them and mm-hmm. then I'll tell them advice and I'll be like this is what you should do and then a year later I see that they're doing that sure. and like we don't talk anymore but like I'm just glad to see that they took my advice and that they're now off doing what I suggested that they should do so yeah, it's it got to be sick yeah, so it's it's cool to like not get credit for the things that I s- suggest or like you know, because I, I make a, a shit ton of music, too, and a lot of it, sometimes people, you, you know, and I take pictures, and people will use those pictures, mm-hmm. and I'll never get the credit for it. And I, I think, for me, it's just the love of continuing just the job of my art, right? Right. So, like, even if I don't get credit for it, I still fucking, you know, will feel frustrated, you know, but, like, at the end of the day, I'm just glad to still continue doing my job. Yeah. When you're, when you're creating something... And specifically when it comes to collaborations with people, are you creating, do you have this vision in your mind and you're like, I need another vocal on here? Or is it you working with them to create the song from scratch? It really depends because every project um, needs different things. You know, like if you're like a singer and you need like a full band, you know, then you probably need to get five or six guys behind you. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're trying to be like a solo artist, um, you know, you can come in with instrumentals. You know, music is such a a loose end thing. Like, but being able to kind of like hone in on like what you want your path to be and like what you want your goals to be, you can kind of. I don't want to say, it, but it's kind of like dead end in the way that it's really a money game. You mm-hmm. know, so you can pay for everything. You can pay for marketing. You can pay sure. for um collaborations um you know so i i feel like it's really about being able to save your money and get your product done in the best and most vulnerable way for you to create your message Mm -hmm. you know so like a lot of people will be out there like spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on eps and albums and millions of dollars on studio time and Beyonce's putting like 25 producers on one song to all split the cash and that's smart like it's a money game mm-hmm. um, but a lot f- for me you know I'm still in Buffalo I, I run a studio out of Buffalo I tour out of Buffalo everybody asks me why aren't you playing in Buffalo like you know I haven't played in Buffalo in four or five years um, and I will this new album release um, oh but, yeah. I, but I do that for a reason um, you know because I want to make it special and and you have to do things with strategy mm-hmm. is kind of my point because if you don't yeah uh, yeah you said you've been doing this for about 10 years 
at least professionally. I'm sure yeah. you were dabbling well before 10 years ago. So this dude recently got married. And congratulations, by the way, sir. Yeah, I'm going to pour up another one. Oh, yeah. Love that. For the boy. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Got more ice? Are you good? Oh, no, it's perfect. Thanks so much. So his DJ is our friend, and I was able to transition from one song to the next at the wedding. And we've said it, I don't know, over 160 times because we've done a ton of interviews. No, not a flex. Like, I'm just saying we always say it. We're naturally curious. So when I went through that process and that journey of transitioning from one song to the next, it's not a big deal, right? <laughs> Especially right. coming from what you right. uh, you do every day. So I'm I'm behind the scenes and I got the one headphone on one I off because I, I, I know that's it. what you're supposed to do. To be honest, that's the best way to record <laughs> vocals because you can hear what you're doing live as well as what's coming through the headphones. Mm. And honestly, yeah, best mix technique. I did, so I've seen a lot of raves. And EDM shows, and I know that that's what they do. And I'm like, this is just a look. Oh, they don't even spin with mixers, dude. Yeah, it's I'm weird just, now. I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> so uh, I'm st- I'm doing the thing, and then the, the the actual DJ is like, okay, like move this this way, and then it'll transition from one song to the next on the mixer. And I'm like, this is fascinating. So he's quickly throwing in. Yeah, and yeah. he's like showing me what to do. He's coaching me up, and then it clicked where I'm like, this is addicting, and I didn't think it would be that addicting. And I'm like, this is this is a problem. But it totally makes sense why someone would want to spend 15 hours in a studio. Do you, when you first started, did you dabble in all of that where you're just trying to like, you had a, an odd sound in your head and you're like, I want to get this onto something and then see how I can manipulate it and then develop my own beat and or like 30 sec, 30 second thing. So if you're like just mixing, you know, that's, so different than picking out sounds specifically and like playing the producer composer route right like just mixing your like tunes like a wedding dj Mm -hmm. is almost you know a completely different job in its entirety than being a composer and like writing the sheet music and fitting this correct sounds but um i could see how You know, I mean, for me, like the songs that I spin in my shows, I actually like create and stuff. So it's like the catch 22. But, you know, it is addicting because of, you know, when you are like I'm not much of a DJ, you know, like I don't do weddings. Mm -hmm. I actually got reached out a bunch of times like, hey, you know, would you like to do my wedding? And I was like, maybe for like a thousand dollars, you know, because I'd have to bring my, you know, gear and all this. But I ended up turning down literally every single wedding opportunity that I got. So I think that's the one difference between me is that I won't do your wedding. Um, but I can see where, you know, pe- people who, you know, are DJs and, are you know, spin at the rec room. And mm-hmm. uh, even your cousin, uh, Al, like he's an yeah. awesome DJ. We've, you know, played a show way back in the day. Way, that's how I met you. Yeah. You know, and it's cool to play the shows and throw DJ sets. and um, But I think that's the one thing for me that, I, you know, kind of sets me apart is that, like, being the composer and uh, producer and having the sound lab. Like, I have people that will struggle for, like, literally five, six years, and they'll be like, oh, my God, like, this is the sound I was mm-hmm. looking for, and I'll find it in 20, 20 minutes. 
So, you know, so it's because your experience is doing it. Well, they'll they just won't have the proper resources oh, to okay. find the sound. So, like, they'll sit down with me and within that certain time, they'll be like, I'll, I'll literally just give them my keyboard and I'll show them how to program the sounds. And I'll just be like, all right, well, you know, is this what you're looking for? And they'll freak, freak out and be like, oh, my God, like the, I'll teach them h- how to like find their signature sound you know because finding your signature sound is like what makes djing so fun mm-hmm. if you find find your signature sound create a bunch of material off of your signature sound then go and dj it man that's that's what i'm trying to bridge the gap between because there's there's artists that are like the tiestos or like oh, the yeah. super big like and those guys, dudes. they make their music. They are the composers of their own stuff that they the, DJ. The Shrill, you know, Shrillix, like Calvin Harris. Yeah, those are the DJ producers. Those Which are, is that's insane yeah. to me because you're essentially you're you're finding sound and they're also creating sound and then mixing it to manipulate that sound. So what is what is that like? I mean, that's got to be because. It's that, a whole separate creative space that you're in. That's what makes I think music so fun. You know, because you can take the stems and parts and sounds like I, you know, still have the sounds that I've made like back when I was like 15, 16 Mm -hmm. years old. And I've been able to save them on hard drives and just rework them, you know, because you can if you have everything, you can just, you know, change the key. If you have the MIDI file, you can actually go in and and uh, change it all around. And I think it's just about knowing how you want to like paint your puzzle mm-hmm. and like how you want it to look and then like putting it together on top of it as well. So for the audience that knows nothing about you, you're literally creating sound. Like that's that's your yeah, whole you're literally taking, That's that's what you do in the industry. Yeah, I make music, I own my Hurdle Sound Lab. Um, you know, I Can uh, you imagine making sound? No, like you talked about signature sound. What did what is your signature sound? Do you have one? Yeah, m- yeah there's I'm, a there's a trombone thrown in somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's definitely live electronic. Okay. Um, everything that I make is uh, electronic based, um, but at the end of the day, you'll see me kind of switch from keys to sw- singing on my tunes to playing drums. Um, I just like to. When I was a kid, I used to play the Beatles all the time. Mm-hmm. My dad used to be on bass, and I just I learned how to kind of just listen to something and just play the beat of it, and just within you know twenty times of listening to the song, jumping on a drum kit and just playing it. Um, like I can I can play any Beatles song for you, um, like on on drums. Like I just have that I just have it memorized. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I'm ever going to use it or, you sure. know, if I ever wanted to make like a Beatles tribute band, <laughs> yeah. probably could, but I probably won't. When did you find that that was your sound though? Did that um, happen recently or was uh, it always like that? I think it's grown, um, a lot over the years, you know, being able to kind of use all your strengths, um, and then kind of figuring out, Hey, like I want to show everybody kind of what I can do all mm-hmm. at once. You know, it's kind of like a multitask type of show, you know? Um, yeah. And I think there's a lot of really good creative artists out there that mm-hmm. are, you know, younger and uh, Big Gigantic is really cool. Even mm-hmm. Grizz, like those DJ 
you know, live electronic bands. Um, there's not many, um, you know, there's space junk in Buffalo. Um, you know, there are those like, uh, grub, um, aqueous isn't really electronic. Um, but there's, they still rock hard as far as like jam, jam bands. And there's a fine line between, I think, jam bands and, um, live electronic music. And, you know, if you go into the Colorado area, you know, and you go more on the West Coast, you'll see more raves and concerts that are, you know, the DJ live band type um, type shows. And, you know, I, I just felt for me it was the perfect avenue and most comfortable for me to not only showcase my work, but, um, you know, it's hard enough playing shows. Yeah, sure. Know, like, I feel like it's tough, though, because just like you were saying, you help people find their sound. And that's got to be being an artist and trying to find your sound has to be a very either super easy process or extremely difficult process. There's really no in between. Like when you get somebody that comes in and is like, I don't know, man, I've tried literally everything. I can't figure this out. Can you help me? Like what, what is what is that like? Because it's not like what music do you like to listen to? It, it can't be that easy. No, it's not. I mean, he's also dealing with really creative artistic people. We're but, not creative, well, bro. Well, even there, he said well, that it's tough to find – even creative people struggle. The easiest is, situation really is when they have already the instrumental that they're bringing in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, they already come in. They'll just know what they want, and they'll come in, record the vocals, and I'll melodyne or, you know, have – you know make sure that the vocals are all tuned up and corrected. And that's probably easiest scenario. But, you know, I think it's for me more fun when you have someone that really doesn't know, because I just take the musical standpoint where like, we're like, I'll throw a piano in front of them and I'll be like, okay, what, what sounds do you like? You know, do you like this bird sound? Do you like this pad sound? Do you like this synth sound? Do you like this drum beat? Do you like this synth snare? Do you like this hi hat sound? Do you want 18th notes? Do you want, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's like you got to, a lot of people will come to me for projects and I'll kind of have to like ask who owns the copyright to their music. You know, I'll have to figure out different, you know, there's, you can't go from like step one to like step a thousand, Mm -hmm. you know, like you, there are certain things that I think require a certain amount of patience. And I think, um, Music is one of those things that over you can play music for 10 years and not have a blue check mark and not have fans and and just play on the side of the street, you know, and and there's it's all on how you make it and 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 how you mold it. And and I think for me, that's the most fun. And what I have, I guess, success in is just um, being able to bring that to to light. You know, because I feel like a lot of musicians, they're, you know, onto the next gig. They're a gigger. They're mm-hmm. just playing. Oh, I played like 300 shows this year. Like, that's awesome. Like, you know, that's your route. You yeah. know, I think it's, you know, music is such an open ended thing that if you don't have a plan to like tie it up, it's never going to be tied. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's super interesting that you talked about the fact that you would rather have somebody come in and not really know. So you can kind of guide them because, yeah, I mean, we talked with, I talked with my tattoo artist a lot and my cousin, who's the designer, Tom Cavanaugh, design of sarcasm, go hit him up. But they both talk about the fact that 
they don't like it when somebody comes in and says, this is my design, copy it. Because then they're like, where's the creative freedom in that? This is not fun for me. So it's cool to hear you from the music side say the exact same thing. Like, I don't want somebody to come in and say, just master this for me. It's like, that's, I mean, that's kind of th- dumb. That's the bread and butter of the business. Right. You know, that's why you have people that need the service. You know, they need something recorded. They don't care about, they're not going to call you tomorrow and ask how your day was. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the service. Like, you're just providing what they need, yeah. you know, at that point. Um, and a lot of people just need the service. You know, a lot of people just need it mixed and mastered. And, uh, you know, they need a voiceover. They need music for their podcast or their commercial. And and I I think the one uh, loophole, I guess, is just being able to, um, like, for businesses, I've been able, like, I know for conversions, like I made them like they're in, I made them an entire one hour and 30 minute playlist for them to just loop in, oh, really? in the co-working space. So like I have made custom music for businesses as well. So like, they'll be like, Hey, um, you know, Edlo, I want, you know, two hours worth of custom music that only I can play in my business. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's, it's being able to give somebody something custom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a one, one time, one shot thing where it's to them. It's, it's created, um, whistle and just its purpose is you, you know, yeah. where music, you know, yeah, you can buy it online. You can royalty free it. How much does that cost? If someone like a two-hour loop, uh, I mean, if you ask me, probably discounted from somebody else that um, naturally would hit me up. But it depends on duration time. Um, they paid me. I don't like to talk about prices. No, you, no I mean, you're good. Right, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was, but it was if, half if you, kidding. I'm, I mean, if you were to inquire me for like a two-hour original mix that would be just yours, all exclusive. Minimum twelve hundred. Yeah, it makes sense. Cause yeah. you know those. There's so many different playlists on Spotify. Funny we talked about playlists on Spotify already, but well, where it's just like chill house vibes. They don't even want to put their stuff. I mean, I can obviously get your stuff put on Spotify as well if that's what you want. But a lot of people don't even. You know, they're just like, I don't want my music out there. Like, I only want people to hear this custom music mm-hmm. for like when they walk in the doors. That's so cool, dude. Because you know? like, so, there's there's so many people that play a, a set playlist where it's just like I want jazz dinner music, and it's just like a five hour playlist on Spotify. Right. If you could customize I'm your own to eliminate Spotify, right? Like if you yeah. didn't need Spotify and you were just coming to me for music to play for, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's I'm, so dope. I'm trying to cut out the middleman. Yeah. You know, like that's so cool, dude. If if people you know, are asking for custom original music, I would rather it be personal. Like, imagine going into H&M or, like, you're shopping at the mall for Christmas and, like, you hear, like, you know, I secretly throw, like, a Buffalo Happy Hour tag and you'd be like, what the? What, what is this? <laughs> you, know, it's, you know, it's the same as, you'd be like, did it, is this Edlo's track? Like, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, for me, I would rather play like the ghost in the situation and kind of just have it come to fruition and because i just love the magic of music like that's why i'm so addicted to Mm -hmm. it honestly and uh, why i still do it over so long because you can you can do such wonders with music and you can do such good with with music and if you do music in in a great light like it's a lot of fun like you can 
play secret secretive a lot of a lot of the time. That opens so many doors too, even for like just private customers. Right. Like exactly. Where if you have your forever home and you got Sonos around your home and you're having a dinner party and then it's just like, yeah, this is my boys' playlist. Yeah, it's and just, it's like customized to you and you're just playing it at your house. That's, that's so, so cool. sick. Uh, you wanna know something? I would one thousand percent do that. <laughs> yeah, right. My mom actually has Sonos, right? And like she goes I'm not trying to talk about my mom on the on a podcast. You're good, bro. <laughs> anybody who no has so, anybody who has Sonos, right? Like they, they, you can't get the songs until they're released on Sonos, right? So like, I'll have my family members, my friends, like just people off it off of Instagram, be like, "All right, so when are you dropping the next song? When are you like, I was on Sonos today, like I was on Spotify, like where's the new song? I'm like. It's because you didn't like keep up with like the release date. Right. Like, it's not on Sonos yet. Like it's coming out in two weeks. You Sonos know? has its own platform. Well, Sonos is like literally hooked up to like all, like Pandora, Spotify. It's like the it's is it like really? it's like a device to like play other music. I don't know much on Sonos, but like using my mom's Sonos, like yeah, you can't listen to my new music on on. Because it's not released yet. It's got to be released music that's already out or like handpicked on Pandora. Like Pandora is only handpicked curated music. Like if you're not handpicked by an exec at Pandora, you're not you're not on Pandora. Oh, I didn't know that. So so if I mean hypothetically in our forever homes <laughs> when we have a custom <laughs> playlist made by you, Dude, how do it. we play that in our house? Does it have to be on Spotify? Like I'm because my forever house. Just so you know. I'm, I'm sure I'm, by that time, dude. I'm, I'm going to have, like, s- just Sono speakers inside the house, so it's going to be on my phone. Like, my phone's going to be connected to it, so I'll just Bluetooth or, or Wi-Fi or whatever, however it can, I don't know, tech terms, and then I'm just going to blast <laughs> music, like, in the shower or around my house. You know what I mean? Like, common areas. So how do you play – how would you play your own custom playlist inside your forever home if it's not on a platform, like Spotify or whatever? That's a good question. Like, how would you send it to me so I can throw it off for the boys? Well, so what I would do uh, would be is send you the hard copies, yeah, right? Send, send so you an MP3 yeah, or something. Or, like, like, by that time, it would be, like, what, like... It'd probably be airdrop. It'd be, like, a super wave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah It'll just link through the I'm tsunami. just going to, like, ESP it to you, <laughs> you know? Like, like, it's downloaded to us? Yeah, by that time, like, what, 2040? Yeah, right. Know? And, like, that's the thing about technology is, like, I remember buying CDs like newfound glory CDs and like blink 182 CDs and shout like, outs, you yeah. know, just my, my, my favorite CDs. And like, I'm like questioning myself. Like, yeah. do I even make a CD anymore? <laughs> like, do I even like, of course I'm going to get the cover and back them, but like, you know, like you, there's obviously bands that, you know, put out records and, and Finals, CDs yeah. and, but like people put out like flash drives, like, Oh yeah, here's a flash drive. Like, Oh what? really? Like what? Like oh, that's, that's cool. what does Eminem do? I, I'm just, I don't think he does anything. Yeah, he doesn't I, do I think, anything anymore. Yeah, I, I think he's retired at this point. I don't know. I, I don't keep up with Eminem, honestly. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't. I would that. whatever he does, I wouldn't do. <laughs> like he's he's the goat. So, what are your thoughts on uh, Charlie Puth? Honestly, I, I feel like he's like the same person as you, but you're cooler. Like that's what it comes down to. Well, Who's that's Charlie? Extremely. You don't know nice. who Charlie Puth is? No. <laughs> he's the remember in Fast and Furious. It's, it's been a long day without you, my friend. Oh yeah, that's him. And he's like a mastermind. He can do no free shadows, Charlie, but he he's pitch perfect. So he you can like hit something on there, and he'll be like, "Hey, yeah, Charlie," and you're like, "What?" 
Oh, he's perfect pitch. Yeah, it, pitch perfect. Yeah, I, it's also called that. I would pitch perfect. It's a fantastic <laughs> movie <laughs> that you and I are both obsessed with. But hold on, so so. I thought wasn't that song by wasn't Wiz that was the on feature on it yeah so, okay so but he was Charlie was the one that wrote it yeah and Charlie gotcha. was but yeah they contacted a, Charlie he writes a lot of stuff yeah and he's a mastermind so and he's, he's kind of like you like he's a producer he, yeah he's a producer he's everything he's kind of like you <laughs> right I appreciate that dude. that's that's <laughs> yeah. that's a big shoe to fill um, Charlie, <laughs> P- Charlie Puth. Yo, yeah, how I do you mean, know? He might be wearing size nine. I mean, hey, if you're listening, Charlie, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's work together. Yeah, you got um, the check mark. Then again, you got to explain that to me because I don't know how that happened. <laughs> um, but I think Charlie, and not only Charlie, but like, there's a lot of producers that like make so much music, and they. They don't. They just love making music. Like you know? Ryan Tedder is another one from One dude, Republic. The dude, dude is a mastermind. All the lead singers will like, you know, or the bands of bands will make music for other people, and they'll never, you'll never know who who yeah. made it or created it. And because like Beyonce doesn't make her own stuff. Dude, it's mostly like, Ryan Tedder that writes it for her and then just sends it to her and is like, sing this. Beyonce is like, you can pick a snare sound. You yeah, can right. Pick a cymbal sound. <laughs> yeah. You, can, you know. But then you got dudes like G Easy, where. Have you ever seen his house? No, never. His house is sick, but he's got a obviously his studios in his house, huge, and <laughs> it's completely blacked out, and it's in like a, it's in like the basement, quote unquote, like lower level of his house, and it's his escape, and he goes, "There's, I'll be in here for like one to two weeks, like right before, like leading up to composing an album, and I'll just, I'm in my space, and then the whole world is shut out." During round one, we've talked about that, where you just completely, you forget time because you're just so into it. Right. Has that still, has that continued or have you found like a different balance just from now you got like more experience under you or is it just kind of like the same, I'm just going to ride this wave of where I'm at and then see whatever I produce? Honestly, I look at things kind of as like whole projects. Um, so like I'll kind of look at things as like the bigger picture. Okay. You know, so I'll be like, okay, like I, I'll be like, I'll be looking at my Spotify. I'll be like, hmm, I could really use an album. Like, you know, like I could really use this. Like, you know, I spend a lot of time just kind of like thinking of the things that would help not only me, but like the project or like the Hurdle Sound Lab or like my clients or like. It's tough being an overthinker, man, you know, because yeah. when you're an overthinker, you think about everything twice or five times. And, um, you know, I really think about things when I execute and and especially, you know, when it comes to like filters and stuff mm-hmm. like the people that I work with, like sometimes it'll be like, well, I can't complete this. Like, I'm sorry. And I'll just have to have the transparency. Um, but as far as like, you know, having the space to create, um, I've been really blessed to have a spot in Buffalo, ironically enough, even though I moved to LA and and moved away and and wanted to, you know, I'm I'm still not one of those people who will like, you know, kinda oh, like Buffalo's not for me. Mm-hmm. Like I I kinda use the resources that I have to like maximize my outcome. You know, so like the same as like G Easy and like being locked in there like I'll lock the doors to the Hurdle Sound Lab. I'll turn the lights off. And, like, I, you know, if I pass out, like, head first on the <laughs> board, like, so be it, you know. But it'll complete me the double album 
that like I'm sitting on now, mm-hmm. you know, all my vocals, you know, and, and, you know, being able to kind of create that way is what's more beneficial for me because I'm not on a, like a timeline for like a label. Cause like I tell myself when I'm going to release things and, but I always stay kind of dedicated to the point where, um, I always like know when enough is enough, mm-hmm. you know, like I think a lot of artists, they're like, Oh, like they always like pull it back up. They want to like write other words. They want to like do a million things. You know, I, I think for me, I'm like, this sounds good. All right. On to the next song on, on to the next project, you know? And I, and I think that's another point of like, you know, being successful. Like I'm sure G easy doesn't sit in his studio and like, think about a snare sound for five hours i'm sure he's like goes in the mic you know goes in the booth i mean and um you know spits hard on the mic they pick and use a you know different techniques and Mm -hmm. they know what they're doing you know they're not you know looking for like they're not like grade a one like looking for like what sounds they want to need they already have the instrumental done they already know what they're doing Mm -hmm. you know um and i think there's a lot of levels to making music and I think that's the fun thing about the Hurdle Sound Lab is in my job is really being able to adapt from like A to Z of clients. You know, someone who I can work with someone who needs a song by tomorrow finished, mm-hmm. completed, like I'll stay up all night and make sure it's done. You know, or it's the client that like has no idea what what even like a C chord is. Or yeah, like, the us of the world. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, I'm sure we get in the studio for five minutes. We'll, we'll knock spit. something out. Yeah, 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 don't even. You worry. can we'll sing. I'll beatbox. Yeah. We'll be good. We'll you know? spit because we're uneducated on <laughs> how to be in front of a mic. Yeah. That's that's why True. we're spitting. And, and I think that's what I've had most fun with. You know, <laughs> be, so <laughs> honestly. Yeah. So what is your? <laughs> See, we would do good. Yeah, we would do fine. <laughs> Seriously. So it would be the. It would. It, it would literally be. Your artist name would be Buffalo Happy Hour, and you would come in and just rap about podcasts. There you go. Crush I it. I mean. Platinum right there. <laughs> Double platinum. So, for the wall. <laughs> yeah. So what is the thought process behind releasing an album rather than singles? Because you've released multiple singles before. <coughs> well, my idea bef- behind getting verified was actually, like, I need to work with as many verified artists as mm-hmm. possible to see if I get verified. You know, so I was kind of, like, hitting up all these people to, like, work together with them and, like, collaborate with them. And ultimately, it came down to press, oddly Mm. enough. You know, when I I was trying to, like, pitch my stuff to all these, um, you know, singers and verified artists, it's, like, it's easier to complete a single and easier to complete the artwork and, and get it out there. You know, all the artwork that I've made for my collaborations, I've made myself. Um, and it's cool to be in touch with the artist and kind of get it done. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, I have like a strategy. Like I'll hit someone up and I'll be like, Hey, this is what we're going to do. And I'll just kind of, that's why I'm not going to really move forward uh, with too many collaborations moving forward, unless it's like Wiz Khalifa. Right. Uh, yeah, or like, yeah, how do you say no? Yeah, yeah. no. Wiz, you, you know, if you want to like hit me up to smoke anything. I'm sure he's watching. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he is. 100%. <laughs> um, We're the reason we got the check mark. <laughs> 100%. Wiz and Charlie listening to this episode. This is going to be crazy. <laughs> um, but, you know, like 
it's it's about working with the right collaborations mm-hmm. to make your music sound great. You know, because doing the singles, you can get them out faster, right? Yeah. Like, you know, hey, this is what we're gonna do. Um, I I tell my artists we have a deadline. You know, hey, I need it by this time or else mm-hmm. no collaboration. I always uh, write up a contract so it's like 50-50 splits just to make sure that there's like no BS. Sure. Like when the song comes out, so then like that way I'm protected, they're protected. Makes things easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I just was like I wanted to release a single um, one every month for like the rest of the year of 2022. Um just to like give me the hype or you know the extra oomph or just to have like my song on their artist profiles on spotify as well so like that collaborate collaboration collaboration really like Mm -hmm. meshes when you're you know putting your track on their spotify and their uh, artist or their fans are coming to your instagram and liking your stuff you know, it's a cross contamination yeah. of, you know, fans and audience. So my my main goal was like, okay, I released ten collaborations, um, which included professional athletes, queens, um NFL Super Bowl champions, just to kind of be like, Hey, I wanna get my name out there even more mm-hmm. so just to a year, you know, this coming year be like, All right, I wrote a whole album just for collaborations and now a whole album just for me. Yeah. You know, so like moving forward, it's like just for me, like the 2023, I'm literally going to be touring nonstop. Um, my last booking agent, um, was so incredible. Um, I was able just to, I'm not together with any booking agent, so I'm going to be doing it. Um, you know, free agent. Oh, okay. Um, which is the most exciting thing for me because the ball's in my court mm-hmm. and when you have your own connections and when you have agency lists and um, you're doing things on your own, things get um, just, you, you ever, you know, like watch Dexter's Laboratory, you know, and he's yeah, like, you know, yeah, he's right. Like, you know, I, I've shared a lot and I'm very blessed to like have shared everything that I have, but for 2023, it's more of those like, sure moments for me because i have what i need to succeed yeah and so i'm just i'm like jumping out of my Mm -hmm. skin because i'm just like so excited for like what's coming i want to talk to you about 2023 in a second but while we're talking about collaborations you have a collaboration out there called howling at the moon can you talk about that because i feel like that's the one that i've heard most of because everybody's been sharing it and it's over a 400,000 downloads on Spotify. So like t- yeah. talk about that it's, collaboration. It's definitely going to be I I I I will drink I will literally pour up another one. <laughs> just just to, <laughs> just to say honestly, it's it's going to hit a million. Yeah. Yeah, it's it goes up like crazy. Um and Is that do- when you've noticed and then doesn't and then goes up like crazy yeah. and then doesn't, you know, and I that's sustainability, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, being able to and it's literally just from the playlists. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Like, it'll spike up in the middle of the night, and I'll wake up to my Spotify, and I'll be like, okay, cool. Like, I just got 20,000 streams on Howlin' at the Moon. But Howlin' at the Moon was created by uh, yours truly, mm-hmm. uh, featuring um, Andrea Vaughn. Um, super, super cool person. Uh, vocals were awesome. RJ DeMarco uh, was on saxophone. He's in um, Fernway, 
Fernway is an awesome local band, um, and they kill it too. Um, you know, and I love working with RJ. He's like the saxophone player on all my music. Mm. Um, but as you know, um, I like to w- work together with like one other person for mm-hmm. like my projects. So yeah. like regardless of what it is, it's me and like, you know, it's just the easiest way to get stuff done. Um, Howling at the Moon was one of those songs where it was just kind of like, all right, cool, Dre, like come into the studio and we'll work on this. Never thought that it would hit like almost, yeah, it's going to hit like half a million probably like next month. Which is so sick. It's just cool because it's organic and it's real. And a lot of people who know me know that song. Mm-hmm. Um, and you always got to have your hits, but you never know which song is going to be like your hit. That's got to be the tough part because you put so much effort into every one. Like when you saw this one blowing up, did you have any idea? I think it's just making sure that any blow up, you know, sure, being able point. to make sure that like any of your music does well is like the hardest part mm-hmm. because like the last thing you want to do is like lose friends because you're spamming them on Facebook, right. you know, or like telling them to come to your shows and like bug them. You know, I've, I've honestly lost a lot of friends that way myself, you know, back in like, you know, like obviously high school era right. and, and whatever, but being able to just to like, you know, yeah. Yeah. So T.I. has talked about that in a song. Really? And he, obviously not a sponsor, no free shout outs, <laughs> but T.I. literally has it in a, in a song where, <clears throat> the I'm going to paraphrase the actual lyrics, but he, he says that his label asks him, hey, release a hit. Right. And he responds with, "Okay, just write me a check for a hundred grand," because <laughs> yeah, right. it's it's kind of the same thing. It's like you want me to just release a hit, like that's not how that works. And then that's basically the same thing as me asking mm-hmm. you, just cut me a check for a, a mere hundred grand. Like well, that's not also how that works. Well, so it sounds like a work for hire thing, honestly. Yeah. I mean, if he's like, yeah, cut me a check for. I know Jay Cole charges two thousand dollars per word. And, like, honestly, that's a pretty damn good deal, if you ask me. $2,000 a word. I hope that uh and the are charged, too. You know what I mean? Two that's words. wild. So, like, I mean, it's it, you can look it up. Um, and I think J. Cole, honestly, is, is an amazing writer. You know, Buffalo has an amazing talent scene. There are people here that you would never know. And why I came back from Los Angeles just to work with people from Buffalo, um, you know, there's a lot of people here with talent. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people here that are, like, really great at singing or, like, really great at drums, really great at piano. But they, they're they like, mm, I'm just going to, like, have a, a kid and, like, work it, you know, whatever. Whatever. And, just, yeah. and like, it's, it's being able to capitalize and, like, wake them up. Like, be like, hey, like, come to the studio, like. You know, that's the magic of it. I know? met I'm recently, funny you say that, I, I recently met a woman. She, she, long story, her and I get in a conversation about work. And I was like, what do you do? And she's like, I'm a violinist for the Buffalo Philharmonic. Oh, that's right. That's what I said. That's right. Right? I'm yeah. like, what? And she goes, yeah. <laughs> what? And I was like, what? <laughs> And I couldn't fathom that. I was like, "What?" Well, so first of all, you're like first chair for the Buffalo Philharmonic. Wow. Like, why? How? Like, 
Why aren't you in like? I hope she's at least making 30, 40k minimum. Right. I'm like, what? Yeah, like, if she's making anything less, I'd be very disappointed. <laughs> yeah. She yeah, had I, this like beautiful dude. Her house was like this normal suburban like Tanawana home, like real chill. You would never know. And I, the only reason it came up in conversation was because I was talking to her husband. He's a cop, and then. She's downstairs ripping, dude. And it was just practice, and she was just hanging out. And I was like, "Hold on, like, what do you? You're really good." And she's like, "Thanks." And then after, right, like, she shrugged it ten, off, like, yeah, it was yeah. correct. Like, like, yeah, ten, like, I'm a professional. Like, yeah, whatever. like whatever. ten, fifteen minutes later, she finally <laughs> reveals that she's like first year both of Philharmonic. I'm like, this is fascinating. And I was talking to her. I was like, "Did you go anywhere for music? Like, did you leave Buffalo or whatever?" And it was this long-winded conversation. Like she, same thing, California, Colorado, came back, like lived her life. She goes, "I we're good." Like I just, I wanted to raise my family in Buffalo, and right. like I, I got a really good gig with BPO, and like That's I amazing. can do the holiday show, and like I whatever. Mean, what a blessing, really. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, dude. So you're, you could literally go anywhere you want, and you decide that you want to perform seven shows in December. At Kleinhands <laughs> for Christmas, you know, like it's just Seriously. fascinating, man. And, and like they're, they're they're hidden talents, and she's just downstairs, just yeah. And there's like horse hair. It up. Yeah. yeah, there's horse hair all over the place. I'm like, what is going on? She's like, oh yeah, it's just my thing. I'm like, I I can't. Like it's fascinating. Well, I mean, that's it's not only that, but like the singer, some of the singers that I've even you know been blessed to work with, like. Hey, I'm just blessed to to call this my job and to have a studio and to like, you know, like I was playing drums at two, three years old. Like little me would have been like, great job, mm -hmm. big Ange, you know, like big Ange, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, hopefully one day grandpa Ange, but right. you know, we'll take that as it comes. <laughs> no, nothing fast. Um, but, you know, it's uh, th that's that's what makes life so great. You know, for mm -hmm. me, anyways, um, and, and you know, because like for that lady, you know, she probably went to like Fredonia, you know, right, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, she probably sense. studied violin at, at <laughs> like all through college, and her, and her mom was probably like, "You aren't going out until you know like the Mozart number five, <laughs> yeah. you know." So she was, <laughs> and like that, like those are the musicians anywhere, not only in Buffalo, that like. Those are the, uh, those are the, that's the art that like gets overlooked <clears throat> for me. And I'm like, there's so, there's so much greatness that's like around mm -hmm. us every day. And I, and I think that a lot of people overlook their own greatness, yeah. you know, and being able to see other people's greatness and like remind them, like, like, I know you want to have a kid and I know you want to like give up your music career, but I think that's a terrible idea. Yeah. Like just telling people like, even if they like hate you for it, you know, like I, I may not. I, I I'm sure there's a few people out there that are, that are like, Angela, blah blah blah. I always have the best intention, yeah. You know, and if you have the best intention and you, you really just put out as much good as you can, it'll always come back to you. Yeah. And I've just always kept that mentality, and you know, you know, you grow and you change and. And I think that's the beauty of being able to, like, still live every day, you know? And, like, music is, like, the essence of that, you know? So yeah. When you first started, did you ever have imposter syndrome or anything where you're putting out music at first and you're, like, 
Is anybody listening to this? Am I good? Am I no, wasting my time? because nobody really listens to me anyway. <laughs> Dude, you have so 17,000 monthly listeners. Everyone listens to you. Um, but, like, did you ever have that? What, like, my grandma and my mom listen to me? <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just always on. <laughs> Put the phone away. Angel got a new song. I got to send it to, to Auntie Anne. <laughs> yeah. you know, no. um, it's really cool once you get to that point. Mm-hmm. Because when you start putting out music and you start releasing it, and, and nobody cares and nobody listens to it. And then people actually start, you know, giving a shit. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like, whoa, like I actually, it's not really imposter syndrome. It's like, it actually worked. Yeah. You know, like people used to, yeah, I used to lose friends over, pe- you know, people that I used to invite, hey, come to my show. They thought I was nuts. Right. People still think I'm nuts. And, like, that's fine. Like, if you think I'm nuts, like, at least I'm doing something right. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we just talked with uh, another podcast that we uh, were on about how it it seems like people locally don't really necessarily want to see your success. Like, that kind of sounds harsh. They don't. Nobody wants to see someone better than you. Like, I I want to see Buffalo Happy Hour succeed with, like, a million subscribers. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry, you can bleep that out. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about other people's success. I want them to do well. Like, I, I, I'm not one of those people that, like, are, oh, like, trolling you. Like, right. no, like, I love you. Like, like I have more love for people than, than, like, jealousy or hate. Like, I don't give a fuck what you're doing. Like, I don't care yeah. that, like, my life is my life and your life is y- your life. And, like, I feel like... In music, there's a lot of jealousy. There's mm-hmm. a lot of like, competition, and yeah, like if you're doing well, I'm not dude, doing well. But I, it's not the case, brother. I cannot explain to you how much animosity and hostility mm-hmm. there is in these artists. That it's like, why? Like, why? What? What makes you so toxic, mean, and vile? Mean, right? Just for what reason? Yeah, you know, and um. And especially when you're going above and beyond and you're, like, paying $500 to get their stuff done, mm-hmm. $1,000 to get their stuff out, copywriting, um, just making sure that things are legit, you know, and people don't give a shit about you. Yeah. People don't care about you. They don't – they want their dough. They want their, like, check. And and I think that's what brings me to my roots, you know, mm-hmm. being from Buffalo. You know, I'm not super busy at the Sound Lab all the time. You know, and I love that because I don't have to, like, pay for studio time anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Anything that you hear from me, I made or I recorded outside with, like, a mic or I I recorded myself. Like, you know, like I I collect thousands and thousands and thousands of of sounds. And I have, you know, and it's like that takes years, you, you know, and like if you. You know, if you if you if you are like an artist, right? Like you got to make sure that you have every shade of yeah. of paint before you like paint your canvas. That's so sick. But like for me, I try to sep- separate myself and my art by not putting my beliefs on others sure. and not putting politics or like telling somebody what to believe or like I'm not. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. If you want to listen to it, great. If you don't, I don't fucking care. You know, yes. Yeah. So have you had now people come back that like 
removed you as a friend on Facebook a while ago because you were spamming them up or whatever to come to my show, and now they're coming back. They'll be like, oh, oh yeah, no. I know him. It's usually – I'm sure that happens yeah. behind the scenes. Sure. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of them that are like, oh, he's verified now. Yeah, right. I knew that he'd make it. He was always crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure. Yeah. And I'm sure if you're listening, like, hey, hit me up. We're still friends. Yeah, right. You know, like, I never hold a grudge. Like, honestly, you know, that's the thing. A lot of people who do music, they don't do music for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, they do it to, like, make a million. And not Because you're that, not doing it because you're passionate. If you're owning your own label, if you're owning your masters, you're owning your studio, you own yourself, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to pay back anybody. There's no middleman. You can tour. You can pay who you want to pay, not because you need to pay them. And it's a success. Mm-hmm. It's a win-win, and everybody wins. Yep. And honestly, that's how I work. And anyone who works with me, knows that I will always go above and beyond for anyone that I work with because I don't care about like them beating me in success. I want to help people be, if you're more successful than me and I helped you become more successful than me, that is, that is my, that's my sole purpose. Like that is why I'm on this planet. That's like why I'm alive. That's like why I was born. Like, I'm sorry. Like that's, that's my job. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you know, whether you pay me for that or, or not, I still, you know, when I when I'm at the Golden Gates and they're like, Angelo, you know, <laughs> they're, they're looking at, they're fl- you did some bad. What about March? Um, let's not talk about. You know, it, you can still. It's all about you know, just really having the better. The better good of yeah helping somebody out yeah know, maintain the high life. ground yeah, yeah maintain the yeah. high ground I mean you're having fun dude right. it's it's I'm blessed literally just to, like to even call it my job you know like everybody's stressed out you know for the holidays and you know with money and and I and I get it like everybody wants to be famous I don't want to be famous I didn't even you know the blue check mark is great it really is um, but it's really just to help me do my job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. Right. It's not for clout. I don't really give a shit about clout. Um, if you enjoy my music, thank you for listening to me. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, but I'm really just an introverted guy s- locked in my studio. Yeah. My music is my life. And, you know, if you respect me because of that, you know, we can obviously be friends. Yeah. Yeah. Rock and roll. Yeah, dude. And, you know, I, you know. So, it's so 2022 is the year of collaborations. 2023 is the year of Angelo. Dude, so, 2022 was hard. Yeah. Um, so tell me about 2023. What's coming down? When are your When is your tour going to be announced? It's a selfish year on, on 2023. Yeah. Nah, screw I'm that, sorry, dude. dude. It's a professional growth year. It is, yeah. though. It's it, not a it, selfish year. It's a professional growth year. Appreciate that. Gotcha. So when's the album coming out, and when can people expect tour dates? Do you have that button down yet or no? So, yes, I do, actually. Um, (laughs) Yes, yes. Let me me grab my platter. Wait, let me just grab. (laughs) We are on Buffalo Happy Hours. Yes. Let me just go for my third one. Well, like I mentioned, uh, I'm a free agent. I'm sitting on about, uh, I hope my old uh, booking agent isn't watching. Probably (laughs) won't. But uh, I'm sitting on about like 4,000 venue contacts nationwide. Um, when I left, when I left my old booking agent, I was like, Hey, um, he decided he wanted to only do local shows. And I said, that's totally fine. Um, but dude, I was devastated. My fucking heart dropped. I was like, what the fuck? 
fuck am I going to do? I was, I lost my manager. I don't have a manager. I don't need a manager. Um, I can manage myself. Um, it's just one of those things where I was like, hey, can you hook me up with the agency contact list? And yeah, he was my buddy. I went to college with him. He's, he's a great guy. And yeah, you sent me the uh, contact list. And um, I'm just going to book it my book it myself. I ended up signing to a new booking agent as mm. well. Um, but it's not exclusive, which means I can book shows on my own. Oh, cool. In addition to having a booking agent. So, like, this year, I'm just, like, gung-ho. Like, I kind of, you know, played a handful of shows in 2022. I, I did, like, 12 headlining shows in 2021, which was from New York to Florida. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, got me a lot of fans and um, a lot of connects and a lot of great people I met on the road. But 2023 is literally, oh, man. Like like nationwide, uh, let's just say that uh, yeah, weekenders, uh, one-off shows, just uh, international tours, just oh jeez, just you know being able to just have th- your connections mm-hmm. for like what you want to use it for. Um, just excited to have a lot of fun. Is there any, not giving away any details, but is there going to be anything? With in a radius that we can drive to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'll cool. definitely do a Buffalo yeah. album release. Let us know, dude. Yeah, yeah. Ab- you guys are getting free tickets. <laughs> VIP. I mean, free I, tickets. We want to support you. <laughs> no, but you let us support be, the point. You guys will be in the back drinking whiskey with Hell me. Hell yeah, let's go, Green bro. room style. Let's go. So don't even. <laughs> I don't we, even, all li- Literally, we just want to help support I mean, I know, you. I know this is a blue room, but we'll be in the green room. That's what I'm talking about. No, but honestly, hey, um, I think Buffalo shows are the most nerve-wracking. Hmm. Um, because I put so much into them. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, like, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, like I literally will spend the money on the lights, on the venue. Like you have to pay for everything. It, being mm-hmm. an independent artist, like what you see is what I pay for, essentially. Wow. Right. That's, like that. That's crazy. Like that's how it works. Like you know, and and it's easier to essentially do these like t- tours where I'm breaking even. Mm-hmm. You know, so like every tour that I'm. I've ever went on, I was able to either break even or make money on. And as like an independent artist, it's huge. You can't even say that. So like, I'm just blessed to one uh, perform in my own mm-hmm. hometown as well as you know nationwide. So yeah, like the the contact list is literally like Canada, like all over the United States. That's sick. The United States is my baby per se. Like yeah. I, I, I mean, hell yeah. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of these artists, <laughs> a, lot of <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these artists are like, you know, taking off in like, you know, other countries and stuff. But, you know, I'm taking the, the risk mm-hmm. um, to really just tour around America and, you know, um, separating myself as, you know, not like a local artist necessarily per se, but just being a national artist. Um, there's a lot of amazing places in America to play. Like, yeah, oh yeah. Like Buffalo is amazing. I've been, you know, I've I've headlined Club Infinity back in Williamsville. Now that it's like Howdy's. Yeah, right. You know, the country like <laughs> slapping bar that it is. Um, I probably will never play there again. Um, you headlined <laughs> Mohawk Place. Mohawk Place, like, you know, it's like one the Trough, um, is legendary. It is mm-hmm. once you play like I mean even uh rip uh. 
Ex- extreme wheels. Oh you yeah, know? extreme wheels was like, sick. To see these venues in Buffalo that are like taken up and then torn down, I'm sorry, it trips me out. Yeah. Like, um, I don't like it. Yeah. You know, like those. I wish there was more venues in Buffalo that we had. Like, there are a lot of sick venues like in Washington, and you know that'll be like double stacked. And I'll be like, yo, it'd be awesome to bring that back to mm-hmm. Buffalo. Mm-hmm. You know, like this. You know, just yeah. I wish there were more you know, venues in Buffalo per se. How do you choose supporting cast or like supporting artists that you're headlining and you want somebody to kind of set the stage for you out of town or in town? Both. Is it, it's different. Well, hold it on. It is different. Yeah. Hold on. So it's the, very different. So the headliner picks who opens oh, for yeah. them. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh you, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that. Is that like, yeah. no, yeah, like oh, yeah. even that's in like the metal scene? Oh, yeah. Like that's every scene. Yeah. Like every big yeah. concert, every, any music business thing, they, They'll ask the headliner who to approve, like oh. depending on booking agent. And because it has to fit the and vibe. And what's in contract. You know? yeah. Bro, I didn't know that. Dude, oh, it's yeah. literally, I'm telling you, everything is in contract. Like everything is to the T and already written up for you. Like it's crazy. Like yeah. it's so tied together. It's so tied together. And so like everything is already approved and in writing. So, so basically your openers are your friends. If you want them to, yeah, that's you know, great. Yeah. But you have and to that's think how too you because build, that's openers, how you make friends. That's well, so crazy. Openers have to try to sell tickets too. Yeah. So like that's the well, thing. Well, that's is, the thing about being like a smaller artist because you want to hit up like you know Metallica and like open up. You know, Ice Nine Kills is from Rochester, right? right? They opened up for Metallica at the Key Bank Center. Mm-hmm. If they even call it the bank, Key Bank Center anymore, yeah. I don't even know. Um, but yeah, it's like kn- knowing who one books those shows, uh, knowing someone in the band, or like getting your way in somehow with booking or promoting with that. Like obviously, arena tours are way different than just like playing at mm-hmm. like Mohawk Place because it like costs f- two to four hundred dollars, and you can just book it out for the night. Right. Um, but you know, like yeah, like that. The real secret is in booking agents and in promoters. Because if you get asked by a certain booking agent or promoter, hey, come play Red Rocks with, you know, so-and-so. Um, they ask you to come and open up. Like if Grizz ever was like, hey, Angelo, like I need, you know, someone to come open up with me. Um, I would do it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's about working together with those verified artists and reaching out to them and being like, hey, I need a tour with you. Let's set up a tour. Let's get these dates Mm. set up. And that's why it's like having your connections in line and having like that list or just having the things that you need already there for you because then you'll need it when you need to use it. Mm. You know, like there are so many things like if you don't have that list or like you don't have that referral or whatever, you won't have that show. You won't have that opportunity. So it's like, yes, it's about like, maintaining good relationships but it's also just about making sure that like you're not cutting yourself Mm -hmm. short either you know because you know you don't have to play every gig like being an artist you think that you have to play like everything you think that you have to be like this incredible but it's like no like you have to know your self-worth as an artist and like what you're doing and and that all I think goes to the wayside when it comes to like certain people because they cut themselves short. Mm -hmm. 
I'm so excited for this tour. It's going to be so sick. Honestly, dude, you know, I've been very, very blessed. Um, And I'm super grateful. And I think it's just literally, dude, I failed like literally a million times. And I'm not even going to lie to you. You know, like I I went to school for psychology. I I never got trained in music. Mm -hmm. This is just something I love to do. And it's just always been a passion. Over the course of my years, I learned that if I don't follow my passion in this, I'm not going to be really good at anything else. So I learned that I had to kind of be vulnerable and transparent in that way. And that is what led me to, you know, yeah, it's cool to be verified, but it doesn't mean shit. You mm-hmm. know, it, it just helps you do your job, you know? And, and like, I, like I said, for me, I love my job. And I say it's a job because like, I can't really relax. Like I can't take myself out of my job and my girlfriend and like my family know that about me, that how addicted I am to my job. And sometimes I have to say like, Hey, like stop texting people. Stop being on your phone. Stop on Instagram. Like take the time out for yourself. Cause a lot of the time I'm so lost in the Mm -hmm. sauce. Like I'm so in it to win it all the fucking time that it's Mm. like, it's like I'm I'm losing myself yeah. in it, and that's a very important thing, you know. And um, for me, what's more difficult, I think, with you specifically, is because you are so into it that you are the person answering any DMs that come through. Like you're managing your Instagram, your Facebook, and you're just like, if you don't take that time away to relax, oh yeah, you're I gonna go crazy. I I definitely am. It kind of it's it's great and it's wonderful and it's awful and it sucks. Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. I love it so much that it kills me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you know, they f- say like, oh, like love something until you die. Right. Like I think that's pretty extreme, but like that's pretty much my life. You know, like that's, you know, I you know having friends and having people come out to your shows and it's a very fine line once fame and money and and all that comes into play. And, and honestly, if I get even bigger after this interview, which you will, obviously. Yeah. I appreciate you. History repeats itself. bro. (laughs) 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 Hey, cheers, brother. Thanks for having me on. Um, you know, I just, I just hope that, you know, that's the one message message that I can convey is just, you know, you really got to, Stay true to yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been saying that from day one. So where can people find information around on like where your stuff's coming out? Like, do you post it directly to your social media? Can you put in your handles and spell Edlo for the people that don't know? Uh, Yeah, sure. You can uh, look me up at uh, Edlo Music on Instagram. E-D-A-L-O Music. Um, You can reach out to my personal Facebook if you're really a stalker. Angelo Edlo is my Facebook. Um, but if you just want to be a fan, um, which I would greatly appreciate, um, you can check me out on iHeart, um, Pandora, Spotify, Apple Music under Edlo, which is uh, E-D-A-L-O, which is, like I said, my middle name. So. Dude, I'm so proud of you. I, I'm so excited to see 2023 and what this brings. Hey, because man, nothing but on the road and tours, man. We're trying to get this show on the road, or I am. I'm not trying to be locked in my studio or... 
at home yeah, anymore. Yeah, this I'm, is the year for Edlo. It's just about meeting you, so hey, I can't wait to meet you. Let us know what we can do to help you out, too. Hey, thanks for having me here, and uh, thanks for being great friends. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody, and Angelo, it's always a pleasure. Hey, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate you. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.